Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Today on WGN Radio, we devote the day to the reality of Alzheimer's. We invited top doctors, researchers, and advocates to discuss where we stand in the fight against this disease. Now, here's Lisa Dent. It's a fight that hits home for me, my husband's mother uh, suffered from Alzheimer's and he was her caretaker the last few years of her life. And of course, that's not only a burden, not a burden because you do it with love, but it weighs on you because when you watch a parent suffer, you can't help but think, am I next? Is this how my life is going to end? It's something that touches so many of our lives. So I'm glad we're doing this today. Say hello to Dr. Emily Rogalski. Uh, she's a professor of behavioral sciences at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. You know a thing or two about Alzheimer's research. Is there anything new and exciting, something that would give us a little hope that you could share today, doctor? Well, thank you so much for having me today. There is. I think there's lots of new excitement in the field. There's really a deeper appreciation for the complexities of the different trajectories that that can occur in aging and dementia. And we've got now new tools that allow us to see the disease in the living individual, where before we had to wait to look under a microscope. So I think there's new imaging and um, blood-based biomarkers that are emerging that are going to help us to make the diagnosis, diagnosis more accurately and, um, so and more efficiently. Is it something that maybe your family notices something's off or do you self-diagnose and make an appointment? How do you get to that appointment to determine if you are indeed at the beginning stages? So it's possible that an individual may notice that they're becoming more forgetful but common time, but but commonly, it is someone's family who notices that uh, persistent forgetfulness. And at that point, it's good. It's a good idea to check in with your primary care physician, who can help with that initial screening, and then see if it makes sense for you to move on to a specialist. And there, there can be a whole process of understanding and ruling in and, and ruling out what might be the causes of that change in your thinking ability because there comes a point as we age we're all like did I forget that how did I forget that where is that and and I talked to other friends and it's the same thing for them but there must be something that is much deeper than that that would actually shock us into thinking that maybe it's different than normal forgetfulness is it is it anything you could put your finger on or help us identify Sure. So common forgetfulness and aging, kind of what we call benign forgetfulness, unfortunately, is is relatively common as we get older and older. But when you have that persistent forgetfulness, so it's not just uh, momentarily maybe forgetting where you parked your car, but it's remembering or you're having difficulty remembering whole events Mm. or um, what you had for breakfast or when breakfast was. And so if you get that type of interference with your daily lives where it's really persistent, um, that's a sure sign that uh, it's a good idea to talk to someone else. 
Dr. Emily Rogalski is a professor of behavioral sciences at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. We're talking about Alzheimer's today. Each show is focusing a, a, a bit on it. And I'm really intrigued by the super aging program that you've got going on at Northwestern, because this is what we all want. We all want to live past age 80, but still have the brain capacity of those who are decades younger than us. So tell us about that program and how we get involved. Absolutely, absolutely. So the first way you can get involved is you could go to our our website at uh, brain.northwestern.edu and learn more. But we had this idea of studying superagers. Instead of studying just what's going wrong with the brain and aging and trying to reverse it, there's an opportunity to learn a lot from individuals who are doing extraordinarily well. And that might help us understand Alzheimer's disease better, but also help um, understand factors that are important for living long and living well. So we identify people who are over age 80 and have uh, memory performance at least as good as individuals in their 50s and 60s. I'm so a- if you're a Golden Girls fan, the, you know, the Betty White yeah. of the world, um, if you're a Chicago native, this would be like Jesse White. Um, so. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, yeah, look at Jesse White. Oh, my gosh. And and Betty White. And my mom was one of those people at 93. She was still as sharp as she was at 53. And um, that's the hope that I'm holding on to. I want to take a second to thank you for the research you do. We appreciate that you dedicate your life to this. Is there any hope that you have that in your lifetime we will see a significant reduction in Alzheimer's? already starting to see different ways in which we can change our lifestyle and our diet that will have an impact on risk. And then there are a number of pharmacological options that are under clinical trials right now. And I think we're really hopeful that we'll have um, a combination of therapies that may come out of there. And then there are what we call um, non-pharmacological interventions or non-drug interventions that are also giving people skills and uh, to help navigate when these challenges do occur. So I think all of those together create a really hopeful message. And research like you do is supported by the Alzheimer's Association? That's right. So the Alzheimer's Association plays a critical role in advocacy, both in uh, getting more funding uh, or advocating for more funding from the government and also to funding uh, new ideas and risky ideas so that they they have a chance to grow and then become larger projects. So we're really grateful to all of the contributions that the Alzheimer's Association makes. So this is a point where we can all pitch in and help. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is coming up at Soldier Field on October 8th. And John Williams is actually going to host the WGN team. So we encourage you to walk, to participate, to donate. Go to alz.org slash walk and just look up the WGN team. Uh, Thanks for the good work that you do, Dr. Rogalski, and keep it up. Thank you very much. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a guy that knows a thing or two about trains. How is it that we averted this rail strike? Everybody is so excited that it happened. We'll get some of the details next, but first to check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld.